The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm, Chapter 35, Forced March. The appearance of the Kobolds had proven that the secret way was not unguarded. The tribes were in a severely weakened state, and the dogmen had sensed this, and the dogmen had attacked. Taking the goblins captive had been a risky move. If one of them had not escaped, the group could have continued their recovery at the Lycan Room, and yet, with the warrior now on his way back to his chieftain, they knew their position had been compromised. It had forced them into the tunnels. They hoped it had not been a fatal mistake. Their pace had ground to little more than a crawl, for they were overburdened with their unconscious companions, and due to the malady, due to thirst and starvation, all of them tired easily. The goblins, their captives, challenged them almost every step of the way, and shows of force were required often in order to keep them in line. All the while their supplies were running out, and yet they were forced to march farther and farther away from the waterfall cavern, the only reliable source of water that they knew. Just a little farther, the cobalt barracks was ahead. Just a little farther, and they might still secure it. Yet every step was harder than the last, and with the sounds of insane creatures behind them, and the threat of another cobalt ambush ahead, the tribes wondered if they would ever find the secret room before it was too late. It is I, your maze master, Abelenzo, and I present to you tonight Chapter 35 of the Iron Realm Saga. I still need your renditions for each of the characters of the tribe. Draw it, scan it, and send it to your maze master. Maybe even a depiction of Echo or Kai. Let it be your final gift to those who have passed into the void, who have succumbed to the eternal dream sleep. As for our show tonight, the group has flown into the maze, hoping to dodge the wrath of the goblin tribe, but by taking their soldiers captive, 
they are playing a very dangerous game. Will their gambit pay off? Or will their arrogance be punished? The maze does not like being challenged. And so, at its mercy, we begin episode 35. Into the maze we go. The Iron Realm, copyright A.B. Lenzo, is the world's first play-by-podcast RPG campaign. A portion of tonight's female voice performance was drawn from audio originally created by and offered by Ashley Eddy through freesound.org under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Further information can be found at theironrealm.com or at theironrealm.blogspot.com under this episode's show notes. My sincere thanks as well to you, Ashley, for your masterful contribution to the Iron Realm cause. Secrets of the Maze Master, Maze Master, Maze Master. What follows on tonight's Secrets of the Maze Master is one episode of a seven-part series on character stats within the Iron Realm. They are not a part of the Character 8 game experience, but are given as a reference to all those Maze Masters out there who may well be running their own solitaire games. Part 3. Dexterity A character's dexterity represents quickness, nimbleness, and manual dexterity. Bonuses and penalties to dexterity apply, especially when throwing an object or firing a missile weapon. Yet dexterity also applies to a character's armor value, either giving penalties to it or bonuses. A dexterity of 3 or lower gives a penalty of 3, 4 to 5, a penalty of 2, 6 to 8, a penalty of 1. A dexterity of 13 to 15 gives a bonus of 1, a 16 to 17, a bonus of 2, an 18, a bonus of 3, and a 19 the maximum for the mortal frame, a bonus of 4. Unlike strength, the dexterity score does not change the damage dealt, and regardless of penalties, a character will always deal a minimum of 1 life point damage on a hit. Dexterity may also apply in other situations, like balancing in a precarious place, or extracting poison from the venom gland on a snake. A special thank you to Blue Siren of Freesound.org for her stunning voice performance 
of Sierra, the unicorn girl. Blue Siren, you are indeed amongst the greatest friends of the show. Be well always in the light and in the dark. Legendary Powers Secret Paths The first seven paths are well known, yet... Beyond these, there lie many secret paths. Seek and follow these as well, and allow your legendary power to achieve new heights never before imagined. The Eighth Path, Reconnaissance. The maze is alive. But you are alert for any change in its mood, ever ready for the dangers that exist beyond the next bend in its never-ending corridors. On the website, subscribe to the RSS feed for a bonus 50 ranks of renown. Become a follower of the show for yet another 50 ranks. Subscribing to the Iron Realm Podcast YouTube channel will also grant you 50 ranks of renown, as will following the Maze Master on Twitter. Never miss another offering again. I thank you for your vigil. Iron Personas Tonight, from the tribe of Bardar, the human wizard, Amazar. Amazar is a human male wizard, age 45, white skin, brown eyes, his hair is gray-brown. He stands 5 foot 11 and has a weight of 160 pounds. His strength 13, dexterity 7, constitution 11, charisma 8, intelligence 15, wisdom 5. He is level 1 and possessed of 4 life points. His preferred armor, arcane robes. His preferred weapon, the magic staff. His homeland, Iron Realm Description Amazar is garbed in deep green robes, a symbol of his arcane lineage which goes back to the first of the human wizards. His attire is regal and well kept. As a man, he is not attractive, though he believes that he is. He has a thin mustache and a short, pointed beard. His face is marred on the left side. Personality Brilliant but self-absorbed, Amazar fancies himself a born leader. In truth, 
Amazar is more focused upon himself and his own goals than those of the group, and others tend to realize this. Still, those who are willing to acknowledge his ego are given the gifts of his knowledge, which, to be fair, is considerable. Combat. Amazar disdains combat since he considers it to be below him, and he will leave the task to others whenever he is able. When forced into a fight, he will try to engage from a distance, or else sabotage the enemy's efforts with his magic. The Citadel. As an advisor to his master, Amazar spent three years within the walls of the Citadel, a stronghold some miles distant, which had attracted the support and loyalty of a handful of humans and demi-humans. The Citadel had become a rallying point for those few who discovered it, and the master decided that it might one day serve as a safe haven for humans and their allies on a more substantial scale, as a fortified town from which his race might gain a foothold. Amazar lent his full support to the plan and became enamored with the dream. Amazar studied the clues that came in and communed with the voices in the stone in order to intuit the locations of other humans with the ultimate goal of bringing them to the citadel in order to build on the master's vision. In the end, Amazar was granted leadership of a small band which included Bardar, Tormaeus, and three others whom he took into the maze in pursuit of the lost. Once the wizard had proven himself, the master revealed to him the location of his own daughter, who had been trapped far away in one of the most dangerous levels of the maze. In order to recover the master's daughter, Amazar had to make a journey of twenty miles through deadly territory. Amazar undertook the mission with his team, but the journey was not to be without fatalities. Following an especially devious encounter with the wraiths of Haidama, Amazar and Bardar were nearly drained of their life essences before an escape could be found. Yet with their resources depleted and lost hopelessly now in the maze, Amazar knows that a return to the Citadel will not be easy. Current. Following the death of Tormaeus, Amazar realized that their chances of making it back to the Citadel alive had been greatly diminished. With their discovery of Solus's tribe, however, it appeared that their misfortune had led them to an unexpected alliance. Amazar is now confident that he can convince these others to return to the Citadel with him, and upon presenting these new allies to the Master, Amazar is certain that both status and reward will be his. Eyes. Vault.
for centuries. There have been rumors of its existence. I tell you now that it is not a myth. An impenetrable vault made of black onyx deep in the tunnels hidden guarded warded inside are held the most elusive treasures the rarest treasures reserved for the greatest friends of the show pre-release podcasts every month give our greatest defenders secret knowledge of the future forewarned of those events yet to come before anyone else on the planet. Meanwhile, the Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide is a must-have for every fan of the dungeon setting with all the rules and advice you need to take your own Iron Realm campaign to the next level. Masterfully compiled and illustrated, the Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide is ready to print, to hard copy, or download to your computer, laptop, or mobile device. Plus, who knows what other rare items and extras will be dropped into the vault as time goes on. Get the key for those who have journeyed in the Iron Realm and wanted more. Rise to the call. Unlock the secrets of the Onyx Vault. Your long-awaited reward awaits. Get the key. Visit patreon.com slash the Iron Realm and be you rewarded. Access to the Onyx Vault is a gift from your Maze Master and appreciation for exemplary support of the Iron Realm. I thank you for your generosity and for your brave exploits in defense of the Iron Realm. Maze Master's Wisdom, Wisdom, Wisdom. One aspect of the Iron Realm experience that appeals to me is the chance to witness and partake of in a safe fictional environment the experience of would-be heroes and heroines rising bravely against and surviving against insurmountable odds. Indeed, what greater win is there than seeing the most humble rise up against the power of the dark to achieve survival, even victory? Your Maze Master has, in the real world, faced his share of such trials, and perhaps some of you as well. Indeed, the real world, our earth, has more than its share of pain and darkness. In the Iron Realm fantasy, it is easy to play the struggle for fun as a way to enjoy a compelling, dramatic story. Yet, in the real world, we must ever turn our backs on violence, and instead, we must each do that which leads to peace we must work towards a world where the strong take care of the weak, where those in need will find help when they are most desperate, where all people can be safe, where we look after each other as members of a great and welcoming 
human tribe, where each person is honored for who they are, and where the darkness we see in fiction may one day fade to no more than a cautionary tale inherited by us as a part of a brutal and distant past. I tell my children that there is a violence on the screen because it makes a good story, but in the real world, only peace leads to a good life, for us and for others. I tell this to you as well, my listeners. Honor your maze master. Tend you always the path of peace. As my way of recognizing your efforts, I shall be releasing several new paths for the legendary power's experience. These new paths reward you in-game for pursuing the path of peace within your own life. I am pleased that you have enjoyed my works of fiction, yet it would please me even more should you accept my challenge and begin a practice of peace within your own life. Await the mention of these paths on future shows, and help where you can. Your true tribe, the human tribe, is depending on you. May the power of your light always reach them, even in the dark. Thank you for listening. Now, back to the show. Tribal Matters It is 7 o'clock p.m. on the 12th day of Primaris. The group finds itself at position 41. 23. I'm level Alpha 1 of the maze. Temek is catatonic. Kailana, Stockholm, Barter, Orson, Iona, and Paola are delirious. Nora, Sira, Twyla, and Nim have also fallen prey to the malady. Those sick take a minus one, while the entire group takes a minus two to hits, damage, and movement from lack of food and water. The group has had its move reduced down to ten feet, for they are laden with the bodies of their incapacitated companions, and the burden of hurting their goblin captives is also taxing. The wounded of the group, Solus, five out of eight, Treya, four out of five, Stockholm, nine out of ten, Temek, four out of six, Iona, four out of eight, Paola, 3 out of 8, Nora, 5 out of 9, Twyla, 3 out of 6. The available spells, Amazar, Door Denial, Lilena, Sea Magic, Orson, Invisible Shield. I'm giving the group a listen check. Lilena and Treya have not heard. While Kana successfully hears the sound of a threat approaching. Let's have the distance. Forty feet away, and does it come from ahead or behind? It comes from behind, tailing them from the crossway from which they have just come. The sounds of beastmen are behind them, and Kana is forced to shout a warning to the back. Len and Treya prepare themselves 
whilst Solus, Kana, Nim, and Sira change positions in order to keep the pressure on their goblin captives. Len must take careful instructions from Treya, and although she is fully blind, she endeavors not to appear so to their enemy. They watch the curve of the passageway, and the beastmen become quiet, pulling their weapons as they approach the area of the torchlight's effect. What do you want? says Treya. Why are you here? The beastmen seem angry at being confronted, and each one holds up an axe. They are unarmored and naked, although their bodies are covered with a rust-brown hair. Their noses are wide and squat, and their eyes burn red. Each wears a belt and a backpack, and they eye the group suspiciously. Treya has spoken to them in a language they understand, Manish, and so I am giving only a minus one to the reaction roll. Let's have it. We don't tell our plans to strangers in the maze, says the first of the beastmen. What are you doing here? And what are these? Goblin slaves? The beastmen growl amongst themselves. <laughs> Some kind of slavers? More like traitors, says Treya. This could come out in your favor, if you're willing to talk. A second roll. A two. The beastmen aren't buying it, and so they launch an immediate attack. Round one, the beastmen. A two. Treya and Len. A one! Only two of the beastmen are able to come at them, and they swing their axes, the first against Treya. Needing a fourteen. Eighteen! The beastman cuts into her shoulder with three points of damage, and she yells. The second beastman needs a twelve against Len. Nat twenty! Len has dealt six points of damage, which puts her on the floor. Treya retaliates, needing a 12. Only a 7. Round 2, the Beastmen. 5, Treya. A 4, 2 strikes against her. 2 hits. Treya is hit for 6 points of damage. This takes her down to a negative 5, and she collapses. Well, meanwhile, Nim and Sira burst past the goblin captives, swiss at Treya's attackers. Nim needs a 12. I'm here. 5. Sira also needs a 12. An 18. Sira has dealt a point of damage to one of the beastmen. Round 3, the beastmen. A 5. Sira and Nim. A four. The beast man against Hasira needs a ten. Nat twenty. She is dealt ten points of damage as the axe strikes through the robes and hits her in the heart. She is at negative six. Nim dodges the attack that is coming in and swings her hammer at the injured beast man. With a fourteen, she hits him and kills him. I warned you. Round four, the beast man. A six, the group. A two, 
These beastmen are commoners and have a bravery of a six. They must test. With a five, they decide to continue the fight. They both go against Nim, needing thirteens. One hit, one miss. She takes three points of damage from the swinging axe. Nim swings and misses. Meanwhile, Seer, who is bleeding to death, loses another life point. While Solus and Kana have finally managed to push their way to the back, Solus swings at one of the beastmen. A six. Kana swings two with her dagger. A five. It is no use. The space is simply too constrained to give any advantage in combat at all. Round five, the Beastmen. A one, the group. A six. Solus makes another swing. Nap 20. Slaying a Beastman. Nim makes a swing as well, but fails. Len recovers one life point. She's back on her feet. And Kana? An eleven. Not enough. Another bravery check for the Beastmen. A nine. They have had enough, and they flee into the maze. Twenty level points for the Beastmen. It is some small victory. Yet the group is soon to discover Sira, mortally wounded, has only moments left to live as the last of her life force drains away as blood. And her sisters, having already expended their healing ability for the day, can only look on helplessly as she dies. As she dies. Wake up. Wake up. You have been listening to The Iron Realm. If you would like to show your appreciation and support new episodes of The Iron Realm, visit patreon.com slash theironrealm and be you rewarded. You can also give a gift at drivethroughrpg.com using pay what you want or by taking a share of premium soft cover books, ebooks, and gaming aids for your Iron Realm collection. And don't forget to leave your five-star reviews at iTunes at drivethroughrpg.com and beyond. Finally, tell your friends and spread the word about the world's first play-by-podcast RPG audio drama. Do what you can to ensure the continuance of the realm. Your fellow travelers and your maze master, thank you. From the eternal depths of the Iron Realm. I have been your maze master, Abel Enzo. Remember, play hard or go home. Iron Realm! Good night, everyone.